You're not gonna like ask me to have lunch or something, are you? No, I won't get that weird. It's a, maybe dinner. <laughs> as good as right, this hey, listen. Now it's just now it's just getting awkward. Yeah. This is a one and only, the original podcast where you can find yours and your business's true value. You're listening to Our Value. Brought to you by America's insulation source, IDI Distributors. You want to hear from the best contractors, suppliers, and consultants that dedicate themselves to more than just survival in the business world? Industry professionals that are dedicated to excellence in every aspect of their business? Our Value has them all here to share that same motivation and knowledge with you. Tune in and grow a more successful, profitable, educated, and recognized business. Listen to the Our Value podcast to become the industry leader in your market. Find your value with Our Value. Welcome back, listeners. This is Our Value. Travis Pancake alongside my co-host at his home quarantined uh, pillow fort, Don Clymer. The pillow forts are amazing these days. I bet you I spend an hour every day rearranging the pillow fort for the kids to play in it for five minutes, but I get a kick out of it. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, you don't, you don't have an actual role in constructing the pillow fort. It's not official unless the children construct it. You are invited into the pillow fort but you do not play a role in constructing it once you have passed the age of 12. <laughs> it's not daddy's pillow fort. It's the kid. That's exactly right. That's I, what get, I'm saying. I get a little, uh, um, anal with the pillow forts where the kids are like, no dad, it doesn't have to be that way. I'm like, no, go give me the duct tape, some zip ties and some rope. And they're like, dad, we just want a blanket over the couch. I'm like, no, it's gotta be perfect. We're going to do this right. Dad. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. But do you see how it's sagging in the middle? You have to tuck it under the pillow and then put the... Yep. The, yeah. got to get the tension from the blanket to hold You got to get the wall. tension or you get the broom underneath. But dad is too tall. Uh-huh. And then you then you cut it in half. And Or anyway, enough about pillow forts. <laughs> we could do a whole that? podcast on pillow forts these days. <laughs> it might, that might help people out too. <laughs> we are professionals at that. That yes. is good memories right there. So what is that voice we're hearing, Donnie? Who is that? Uh, who is that guy? We we've heard him before. Well, Travis, back by popular demand, we had David Avrin. Yes, I got his last name out in the first sentence this time, and I didn't wait to to make uh, the listeners guess who the mysterious guest is. But we have David Avrin, the visibility coach and author of three books. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. Visibility and marketing, and his latest customer experience book, Why Customers Leave and How to Win Them Back. How many languages is that in now, David? You know what? We're up to five languages now. So I just, I think the last time I was on the show, I had just gotten back from Mumbai, India, and we had launched it in India. Actually, did an English version. And it's coming out later on this year in Chinese, not going for that launch, um, and, and Russian. And it just came out in Spanish. Wow. So I got to get a copy of that as well. It's actually kind of fun in my office. I put little posters up of my book in different languages. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's, oh, and Vietnamese. Wow. Apparently, I'm, apparently I'm big in Vietnam right now. So, Imagine that. Once again, by, once again, by popular demand. Yes, you yes. David Hasselhoff, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he's big into the Hoff in, the Hoff. in Germany. Don't hassle he's, the Hoff. He set some, set some big records, I think. <laughs> well, for the listeners, if, if you want a more in-depth bio, uh, I encourage you to go to the podcast we did with David back in January and, and listen to that, and as well as check him out at visibilityinternational.com. Um, so, David interesting times right now huh it's a tough time isn't it i think since the last time we talked the uh, the world has fallen apart 
And I don't even mean that in any kind of a humorous way because it's it's horrific. Uh, not only are, are people dying and people are hurting and suffering, um, many more than, than we certainly know because we don't have the testing, but it has been a tragic time for businesses. So I've actually been been very busy. Well, most of my work, of course, I, I speak. So I'm on airplanes. I speak all around the world. Clearly, I'm not doing any of that. Um, unfortunately, I think everybody should feel really bad for my wife because all of my speaking now is happening at home. And it is relentless. The wives, is, the kids, is, and the dogs are taking the brunt of it. Oh, it is It is a persistent um, spewing out of my mouth. And my wife's like, "Do you don't you have something? Go build something. Honey, build me something. <laughs> right. Like she's giving me projects. But no, very busy in the office because, because I'm working with a lot of my clients and organizations, construction, otherwise, across the board, helping them understand how to survive now. And how do we make it? We know that it's going to be over at some point. We know there's going to be a new, new normal. What we don't know is who's going to be around. And so literally everything in my business right now, and I'm not charging anybody for anything. I'm just like, how can I help? We talk so much about, you know, that we don't want to be, we don't want to be a vendor. We want to be a partner. Well, what does that mean? I mean, you know what it means? It means that we have to be there for them when they're hurting and we're hurting as well. So my job right now, um, my volunteer position is just working with every organization that I've ever worked with, being on as many podcasts and others to give some strategies to help people survive this time, help their people survive this time so that when we are one of those that's that succeed after the fact um we've got some great new strategies we come out stronger and better and faster and smarter because i think there's gonna be some winners um economically in the next year when this is all done well and uh, thank you david Averin, for uh, coming on again um our uh, response from the last podcast was great we got a lot of uh, a lot of good good feedback from it so um a lot of people did say you were funny so that's good you know what we've we've set the bar so it's hard to be how do you be funny during this time but i think those of you stick around you you may be surprised no so you kind of started talking about it but uh, when we were talking last time in the in the podcast a few months ago one of the things we kind of focused on was customers that win are remarkably easy, remarkably easy to do business with. What, what does that mean now in this COVID-19 crisis era? Well, part of it, I, I think, is for the short term, we're redefining what that relationship is. And long term, I think we've, uh, I, I, let, me, let me do that one first. I, I think we're redefining in that we can't have a traditional, let's sell to people and they buy and whatever, because everybody isn't in the same mindset. We can look back to old, customers and clients. How can we help you? Can we do any kind of a recheck for the others? Can we look and plan for something later in the fourth quarter of this year for next year? There are ways of nuancing that. And I'm happy if we have enough time to talk about how we're doing that, how I'm looking at other industries, because we're still selling. Um, I just put my October is the busiest October I have ever had in 20 years in this business, which is stunning for me. Um, Hopefully, we don't have this come back around again and, and, and lose some of that. But even in construction projects, things are, are you know, on track for 2021 deliverables, and we're part of that supply chain, right? Yeah. But here's the other part that I think it really is the most profoundly different, um, is that what has been forecast, prognosticated for, for many, many years is that so much of our life has gone virtual, right? We People have talked about the future. It's all going to be, everybody's going to be, it's not going to be all that, but it is going to be a part of it. 
And we've learned that we can survive at home. We learn that we can have everything we've ever wanted delivered without ever talking to some or seeing somebody face to face or being in physical proximity. Right. It doesn't mean that it's preferable, but we know we can do it. So there's always going to be an element. And what it's done is that already changing customers changing even more the expectations of the customer in terms of expediency, in terms of access, in terms of what they can do from their cell phone has only grown. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, uh, the second person to basically say that, that, hey, yeah, all this virtual life is great. It's it's convenient. It, it You know, you can get things without leaving home. But now that we've all been forced to stay home, the brick and mortar isn't going away. I think people are going to be absolutely uh, wanting right. to go out. They're going to, they're, you know, we need interaction personal interaction other than just this zoom and these podcasts. Right. We need our private. teenage children to leave. Yes. Right. I mean, they can come back <laughs> sporadically. Yep. But, but I have two teenage girls at home. So oh you, you're speaking to the choir. No, I'm just telling, I, I have a teenage daughter who was well, a 20 year old daughter who was over in the Czech Republic. She was in Prague in Eastern Europe doing her second semester of her junior year. We had 48 hours to get her oh, out wow. of the country before they locked it down. And the president said, everybody's got to be out. So frantically trying to get home, multiple missed flights and she's home. And, and it's just, I felt so bad for her. And a month later, I feel really bad for me. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just sorry. You know, 20 year old girls who are used to being on their own and now coming home and asking what's for dinner. Yeah. Um, and yeah, anyway, the point is our lives are different and, and you're right. You're right that we've learned that we do need that balance, but keep in mind the pendulum's not going to swing all the way back. Um, we have learned that there's a lot of things that we can do online on our phone. So in terms of our customers and, and part of what I want to talk about is how are we using this time to retool, to look inward, to get better at what we do so that when we do emerge, We've made use of this time. How often do we complain about, I, I don't even have time to work in the office, right? I'm so busy doing, yep. working uh, on, in the business that I have no time to work on the business. Well, guess what? We've been gifted, whether we want the gift or not, that time to work on the business. Now, I do want to talk about some strategies to survive this time. But but part of that, is, as you had said, is we are learning that that business can be done differently. But more importantly, our customers are learning that they can do things differently. And those who don't adjust, those who don't accommodate uh, are gonna be left behind because when we do emerge, and I think we're gonna emerge in phases. So it's not like when we look ahead to the fall, I think things are gonna be happening this summer. Um, and even if it means, uh, you know, like I've had work done on my house during this time, I had my floors redone. All we did was stay away. Yeah, right. Um, I had somebody else. I was doing a call with another group that was that did um, window tinting. So I, I do some work with Eastman Corporation. They do their Lumar film and all of that. And they were working construction sites, and they just have an arrangement that when they're working on site, the other ones are off, and they they, they stagger shifts, and they have a cleaning protocol. Business work has to get done. Yeah, it can. It so can I'm be done. right. I've got I've got windows being replaced in my home. Um, cashing out of my manufacturer's warranty 14 years later. And they were saying, do you want to just schedule us out till, till July? I said, no, just come now. I said, I'll just stay out of the way. You do your work. We'll clean after the fact. That's enough social distancing, but work needs to get done. And here's the other thing I think people need to remember. Even with something as, as absurd and, and horrific as a 20% unemployment rate, that means 80% of the people are employed. That means 80% of the people are working. 
and they have things. I had somebody who just did a huge job in somebody's home, um, an outside construction vendor, and they said the wife is um, is a school teacher and the husband is a is a fire chief. He says they're not losing their jobs, right. and and people have time and they're sitting at home and they're surfing on the internet and they're recognizing all the deficiencies of their home for those who do work uh, working on homes or home improvement and others, uh, whether it's, it's the cold that needs insulation in the winter, whether it's coming into the summer months and realizing, you know, how, how poorly insulated we are against the heat and whatever else, 80% of the people are still working. It doesn't mean that, and a lot of them are recognizing being at home that there's some deficiencies. They look right. around, they say, you know, either they're doing projects or something else. It's it's funny that you mentioned that because, uh, you know, the stay home thing, I, I worked from home a few weeks ago and I kind of hold up in the basement with kids and distractions upstairs. And I, I realized after sitting there, you know, in your moments of not on being on a meeting or on a call, I could hear this slow drip. It was just dripping and dripping. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Well, I'm never down there for that length of period of time, you know, for six, seven hours a day. And it turns out I had a pipe leaking and it was leaking on some shelves and it just hadn't manifested itself to the rest of the basement yet. But so I called up a plumber buddy of mine and he fixed it in about 20 minutes, but it had been leaking for a long time. It rotted out the whole top shelf. I would have never noticed that. (laughs) Right. So David, would you say, okay, People are recognizing this. They want people to come in, fix it, insulate their attic because it's cold, whatever. But there's a new message the contractors have to relay to the the homeowner, the consumer of safety. And is there how how should they be retooling their their messages to the consumer? Like, hey, during this time, this is what we're doing. Right. I, I think there, there's a right way and a wrong way. And I think we would never have known that had we not been in this situation. Here's the wrong way. The wrong way is doing a blast out to everybody on your list to let everybody know that you're monitoring the situation and here's the precautions you're taking. Now, in a vacuum, that would be the perfect advice to give. The problem is we're not in a vacuum. We are in, in the, um, within the, the structure of a competitive marketplace. I'm, I've gotten 150 of those messages. Mm-hmm. Somebody that I bought a reflector for the bumper of my Jeep <laughs> nine years ago has made me, helped me sleep better at night because I know they're monitoring the situation. Yeah. Who gives a crap? Um, it has nothing to do with my life, but it's them saying, oh, we need to reach out. You don't need to reach out until you have something to say. It would make sense if, if you were the only one doing it. The problem is everybody's doing right. it. So I think the wrong way is any kind of an e-blast to let everybody know the precautions. Now, if you're, if you're a food vendor, I think it's pretty smart. I think you have to do it because they're still open. We're they basically remind everybody we're open for business. Right. But I think some kind of a tailored um, pitch that is sensitive and has that balancing. Listen, we all know that these are extraordinary times. Um, I like the authenticity of saying, <clears throat> like you, we're working hard to feed our families, and. During this time, if you find there is a need for X or Y, it would be our honor to be able to serve you. Here's what we do. Here's what we offer. And here's the precautions we take. I think there is um, power in that level of vulnerability and authenticity. Uh, And maybe that's just me. Maybe just because I'm a sappy guy. But my brother-in-law, for example, is a a musician, like world-class fiddle player, lives in Nashville. He's out of work, as everybody is. All the bars are closed down. All the, all the venues are closed down. So 
one of the things they do is they do a little thing at every night. They do a picking and grinning for an hour, him and a, and a buddy on his guitar and he plays his fiddle and they're, they're really talented, but they put in a virtual tip jar and, and he's like, how do we do this? I said, you put your hand on your chest. And for those listening, you, there's a visual of saying, you just put your hand on your chest when you talk and say, listen, this is our livelihood right now. If this means something to you, it would, it would mean the world to us if you would help. Now, you're not asking people to do you a favor, but just to recognize we're all hurting right now. Yeah. And, and we're all trying to feed our families. And this is one of the things that I, that I, one of my messages when I'm speaking on stage and others, and we talk about our competitors, I just understand they're not your, they're not your enemies. They're, they're, they're good people. And they're hardworking people. We tend to be dismissive of our competitors. <clears throat> what makes us different? We actually listen to our customers. We tailor ours. Everybody listens. Yeah. You know, the, the worst thing about your competitors is that they're nice people. Like, they're just good people. They're trying to feed their families. And so, to answer your question, I was going to say, to make a long story short, too late. Um, I think that's a powerful approach. It's what I've done. I've seen others to do it as well. <clears throat> what isn't is, is a, a marketing pitch that that pretends like none of this is happening that just looks stupid and insensitive and it looks like it was a a pre-planned and and automated something right. but the other ones that too much legalese which one you know we're monitoring who cares what yeah. you're monitoring yeah um but anyway so that there's the answer that i think that's a reasonable outreach um that just say listen we we're working hard to support our families as you are and if there's anything that we can help you with during this time it would be our honor to do so yeah, I think, you know, we as a company have been using social media, Instagram, for example, some different reps, you know, walking in their warehouse saying, hey, we're hoping everybody's doing well. And in the meantime, we're open. We're here to serve you and yeah. a nice 20, 30 second, uh, you know, bio video or, you know. Uh, well, and there's also, but there's also, you can also have fun with it. And I like what some of the, the doctors and nurses have done. Do a TikTok. I mean, if you want people to talk about you and just smile and just, you know, everybody wearing gloves or something, doing some fun, you know, if you don't know what TikTok is, ask your kids. Um, but it's be visible, but just don't be visible and pretend that it's business as usual. Um, have fun, be irreverent, just say, hey, know that we're here when you're ready. Um, and ask me again in six weeks because there may be more opportunity to be a little more direct about selling, but it's hard. It's hard for me as a marketer, as a, as a customer experience expert to get on, on podcasts and others and tell people don't pitch your business because, okay, who's going to pay my freaking bills for the next month? Yeah. Right. Who's going to feed my staff? I got six people that I, that I have to, that I have to employ. What do you do with my income? Because I, I speak for a living. It went to zero. Every event canceled. Yep. Every meeting canceled. I lost six figures in yep. business. Now, I think some of that may come back. So part of it was, um, I think that the advice I have is, is part of what I did, I learned myself. And with your permission, I'd love to share a couple of tips of how to get through, uh, how to get through right now. And there's a couple of things. First of all, for those who are business owners, I'm not telling you anything new. Maybe it was new three weeks ago. Apply for everything. Mm -hmm. Everything is changing constantly in terms of the stimulus package, um, the, the $10,000 advance, which really isn't that, which we're finding out now. It's basically $1,000 per employee. Um, right. That just came through. Um, 
and they've already made a modification, a little bit of a bait and switch, but hey, that's money you don't have to pay back. And then the PPP is the most important. That's the one everybody needs to look at. And I've got um, construction vendors who are doing very well on that. That is paying you back for employees and covering their costs for what, two and a half months or something. Yep. Once again, everything that, that you're hearing will likely be extended. So keep that in mind. Every program, every initiative, every accommodation will likely be extended and there will probably be a second round. So be a student of this as business owners. Every program, it's going to be process, they're going to be processing the order of applications. So apply for everything. SBA disaster loans or traditional SBA um, the traditional SBA, SBA disaster loans are for hurricanes and natural disasters and floods and things like that. But there's an economic damage portion of that. Um, I will be honest. I will be vulnerable. I have applied for that as well. And I got approved yesterday. It's nice. going to save my business. And, right. and even better, they give me a 30-year payback term. It's, it's, wow. it's less than my car payment. Um, and so that's going to help. And my first payment on that SBA disaster loan doesn't even start for 12 months. So what it, whenever you're listening to this, it's, what I'm saying is probably already outdated. But the advice of become a student of it, apply for everything. You can say no later on, but at least get the application in. The that's, other yeah. thing about the PPP that's very important, and I know you've heard this as well, you cannot fire your people to be qualified for it. You know, it doesn't mean you haven't, if, if those who have already let somebody go or furloughed somebody else or whatever else, but it's eligible for the people that stay. So here's the question. <clears throat> How do we help them stay? So a couple of things. Number one, if you can reduce your bills or access additional funds, <clears throat> excuse me, it buys you time. Okay, so right now, the first thing, as I said, number one, apply for everything, become a student, keep checking back because it keeps changing, all right? The other thing that you can do for you personally is call every one of your own personal bills. Now, people have a pride about this, but I want you to know that they, that your vendors, the credit card companies you owe to, um, I'm, not talk, I'm not talking about your insulation vendor. <laughs> Thank you. I'm talking, Thank you. no, listen, Thank no, but I want to be clear about this because, but we have to maintain strong relationships with our suppliers. Right. I mean, that's our, that's our lifeblood. So I'm not sucking up to you guys by saying that's not what I'm talking about because it's not what I'm talking about. You, we, we have to maintain some sort of financial balance with our vendors. I'm talking about your personal bills, your credit cards, your mortgage, your cable company, and your cell phone bill you will be stunned at how accommodating they are right now. Now, I've talked to others who are saying, I don't feel bad and I don't want to get the report. I said, you don't understand, they don't care. I'm talking about the individuals who's answering the phone. Right. It is relentless. They're working 14-hour shifts and they're getting thousands and thousands and thousands of calls of people saying, I lost my income, I lost my job. So they have been already authorized and empowered, the frontline person, to say, okay, we can give you 90 days. No payments, no interest. It's not going to be reported. Um, I called all my credit card companies. I mean, I have the ability to pay, sure. but it would be nice to buy some cash flow time until my, my business picks up again. I called them all and I said, and, and then they read their script. Has your business been adversely affected by COVID-19? Yes. Are you unable to make your payment? Yes. Okay. So I'll give you 90 days right now, no anything else. And then they give you a side and they say, and by the way, just call us right before the end of the 90 day. They're probably going to extend it. Really? And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So then I call my mortgage company and I find out not only do they say, okay, we'll extend it for 30 days. Then there's new programs that have come down that saying, if you call before then and you're still struggling, they'll extend it to six months. 
And if you're still um, uh, struggling, they'll extend it to a year. Now, what they're saying with the mortgage companies, and this is all for personal, for business owners and leaders, is that at the end of that, you're, you owe that back amount. They're not putting on the end of their loan. But right. they've also admitted behind the scenes that they know that people aren't going to be able to pay 12 months of back mortgage payments, right. and they're going to end up putting it on the end of the loan. I'm not a financial expert, and I'm not an attorney. So, but what I'm telling you is I'm hearing this from everyone. I've got my, I'm reading every article. I'm keeping up on every government program. So, so number one, of course, like I said, apply to every program that's available. Number two, call your personal bills. I have, I can't believe I'm putting this on on recording. I have literally eliminated $12,000 a month of expenses. Wow. For the, at least the next 90 days. My wife's like, what? And I'm like, our only bill right now is our health insurance and our food. Right. Not and the liquor store. Wife, and my former wife. But anyway, <laughs> but I'm just saying, the mother of my children, she's a lovely person. Anyway, um, so it just bought us great time because my business is, I've already got gigs scheduled at the end of, you know, in August and others as well. Yeah. I'm going to go out and, and speak to these groups. I was stunned. Like, I was like, what are we going to do with no income? We're just fine because yeah. I called everything. Now, here's the most important part. Do the same for your people. And I want you to listen to this. This is the key besides the last one. Get all the dollars you can from the government. Um, number two is, is reduce your personal bills. So it takes some pressure off you to support your people. And number three, teach your people to do this. This yeah. has been the single most effective thing for small businesses to keep their people employed. If your employees help them, tell them to call all their credit card companies, call everybody else. It's not going to affect their credit. There's an extraordinary level of accommodation because we're in extraordinary times. And those who might be reluctant, they're like, really? I mean, you guys were like, really? Right? You can call everybody. <laughs> They're, they don't take it to a committee to form a subcommittee and create a task force to decide whether or not they're going to give you 90 days. They just do it on the spot. I was just going to say that this period of time for paying bills, I think it's just going to be a giant asterisk for everybody. You know? For everybody. And nobody's going to get reported. They're not going to let them report it. Right. right? So gather your people together and say, here's what you need to do. If you're, if you're installers, your, your, um, help me with the terminology within the, the spray foam installers, spray foam in, installers. If they can eliminate five grand a month or four grand or three grand a month off of their bills, don't you think they could handle half time, reduce pay, being furloughed for a short period of time if well, they're if their bills go away. Yeah. Absolutely. And if, if the, the business owners helping the employees do that, you know, and educating them on how to do it, that just builds loyalty, right? Absolutely. Come- and that, that's exactly my thing. There's, there's three reasons we do it. Number one is it's the right thing to do because we want to take care of our people. Number two is we need to keep them to, to qualify for the PPP program, which is extraordinary. And number three is we are going to need them yeah. when we emerge what the hell are we going to do if we lose all of our trained spray foam installers and we've got to go back into the marketplace? And the fourth one is, is exactly what you said, which is who do you think they're going to be loyal to? Mm-hmm. This is the way to support our people. I think this is the most valuable uh, advice that we're, and, and all of a sudden everybody in my industry, no matter what they used to speak about, apparently they're now COVID-19 disaster recovery experts. You know, they could have been, you know, experts on, on French pastry 
yeah. uh, cooking, but now they're doing webinars on, on how to survive COVID-19. I don't pretend to be an expert on the disease. I know that we will emerge from this. I know that, that a lot of businesses will not survive. And so my personal job during all of this is to help them survive. And I think because Congress is, is there's extraordinary level of, of, you know, cause they all want to get reelected. They're just giving away money. Um, our grandchildren are completely screwed by the amount of debt that our com- our country, but that's, that's a conversation for another day. Um, and for everybody who's anti-socialism, we're going to put that off to the side yeah. for, for a short time because this, this is the ultimate socialism, isn't it? But, but if the government mandates that we close our businesses, then they also have a responsibility to support us during this time. And I know construction in many cases is considered one of those vital things. Um, I think there's a lot of people who could buy who don't know that we're open. You know, we know the tanning salons are closed. We know the chiropractors can't do business. Um, the barbershops are closed. Or barbershops, <laughs> right. Lord. So I've got a lot more product in my hair right now. Um, but, um, and you and you just wear the ball caps. So Yo, I, well. I, I took it yeah. off and showed, showed Pancake before you got on. And I'm like, dude, check this out. There's not much there, but what's there is out of control. <laughs> Yeah. My, my teenage kids are like, dad, what's all that crap in your hair? I'm like, I think, I think, I think my wife likes it. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say their mom. Cause my wife is, <laughs> so, I have a new wife yes. and she's, she's lovely and beautiful and I'm the happiest man on the planet, but I digress. Um, but I, but I think, I think that's tangible things we can do right now. Yeah. Because yeah, it's just simple things. I think right? we, I think we got to get through two, three months. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you? I mean, that's, I think to some extent there's going to be work going on, even if we create some measure of distance while we're doing it. Um, if we can reduce our bills during this time, then then I think we're, we're in pretty reasonable shape. Now, here's the last part. No, go ahead. No, you, you finished up, and I want to tell you the last thing I think we can do to get better during this time. Well, good segue, because I was going to say you sent me something um, when, when I – reached out to you about, Hey, do you want to do another podcast? And you're like, yeah, duh, you know, it's going to get worse. So you better get better. What are some of your, your other clients doing to, to better themselves during this time? And to, and to be clear, I did say, duh, duh. So you were actually reading my actual message. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, I, I'm actually doing sort of virtual speaking. Some people call them webinars. I don't like webinars, but I like the idea of virtual speaking. So I'm still speaking live for organizations. I'm just doing it over the computer and I do it either in my conference room or, or in front of my white screen or something else. But that presentation I, I, I titled, it's going to get worse. So you better get better. And the whole the whole rationale behind it is the reality that it is going to get worse in the next couple of weeks. I don't know when you're, when you're listening to this, we're recording it mid-April probably through the end of April, it's going to be horrific. There's going to be some real tragedy happening with, with some families and some who aren't necessarily just because they're elderly or compromised. We're going to see some very unexpected, but we've been gifted something that a gift that we didn't want. And that's time. And I think during this time, um, I think we have to get better. And I think we have to recognize that the customers have changed and they're, they're changing even more. It's been accelerated by this time at home, but it was already happening. And so how do we better recognize who they are? What are we doing to get better? And here's the other part. Even if we're getting um, government assistance, the, the, the payroll, the PPP program and everything else, to be clear, it doesn't mean that your, your people have to be stagnant during that time. 
you can you can get this assistance from the government for your people and we can repurpose our people so i want you to listen to this those who are listening right now because i think this is really important as well um you were people who would normally be spraying foam insulation in a project that maybe is on hold these are smart people they don't have to be dormant even if they're working remotely at home what else have you always wanted to do in your business? What did you learn at a conference? What did you learn on one of these R Value podcasts that now you have time to implement? Is there somebody who's a younger person who maybe maybe a receptionist, maybe somebody else who can say, "Hey, do you want to be our social media manager during this time? Can you reorganize your warehouse? Can you create a new inventory system? Teach somebody how can to read plans now. Teach somebody absolutely. Can you cross train? Um, traditional activities that you've done so that even if you end up losing somebody or having to furlough, somebody else can pick up the slack. You have time. Get better. Watch YouTube videos. Watch training videos from your vendors and others as well. Become experts on the on the products that you are selling and installing. Uh, uh, Reach out yeah. to all your past customers and clients. Who loves you? Here's the other thing is, whoever loves you, do you have endorsement quotes from them? Not something written. No, so um, Jiffy Insulation is one of the best I've ever, no, get them on video. That, that's, ask them to do, that right? a good, ask them good, to do, if they would do um, a video testimonial, you know, say, oh, you'll give, you know, Starbucks gift cards or something for, for whoever will do it. I, when I came out with my last book, uh, my new book, um, Why Customers Leave, I was doing a presentation and I knew I needed to get some endorsements. And I said, I get done. I said, okay, for the first 10 people that will give me a great endorsement on video, gets a free book, you know? And so they come back and, hi, I just saw David Averin speak at our event. Oh my God, he was so good. I learned so much. He was so funny. I couldn't believe, anyway, he was awesome. Um, like one of the best speakers I've ever seen. Here's a book. You know? <laughs> oh, what is the book doing, by the way? And I'm still waiting for my autograph copy. Uh, you know, Gittermer would have done it. Just saying. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Bam, Bam. You went there. Gittermer, Gittermer did the did the uh, the forward to my last book, my book before this one as well. But yeah, he probably would have. But he makes a lot more money than me. Um, but we'll do. That's a whole other conversation. Don't take me off task here. Uh, but but there's things that we can do. Are you writing articles, writing blogs? The top ten mistakes people make in hiring their their insulation, or here's the top five um, problems your building will have with inadequate insulation. Um, yeah. Write articles for people. Make videos. Do funny TikTok videos. What, what I'm saying is there are things that need to get done. I remember when I was 16 years old, as we all do, working some crappy fast food restaurant job, which many of us did. And I remember my, my piece of crap 17-year-old assistant manager who would walk <laughs> around going, are you bored? Do you need something to do? And God forbid we did because we'd be cleaning toilets, we'd be scrubbing baseboards. Um, there's always something to do. Yeah. And I think this is a time that we can deputize, cross-train, repurpose the people that you're already paying, give them something meaningful to do. And by meaningful, I mean something that will help build your business. Uh, marketing, 
create a new marketing campaign, create a new design, a new display or something else. Things can get done. In our last podcast, you, we talked about social media and and how important that is. LinkedIn uh, for mm-hmm. the business owners. I mean, they should be blowing that up right now. Agree or not? Absolutely. Yes, but it's a, or a yes. And how's yes. that? We've learned that. Um, couple of rules in social media. Number one, if you want people to be interested, you have to be interesting. Mm-hmm. This isn't content for the sake of content. Don't just fill it up. Oh, we got to be, I heard we got to blog every day. Yeah, but if you don't have anything worth reading, people, you're going to teach people to ignore most of what you have to say. Um, I'm a big, listen, today it's video, 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 video. Did I mention that you should do video? Uh, <laughs> and there, there's things that are, that, are, that are visually interesting. There's conversations that you can have. And here's the other reality. You don't have to be great. Just be interesting. People are like, I'm not good on video. I hold up a video camera and somebody says, oh my God, that was so good. Thank you so much. And I pull out my phone and say, would you say that again? And they're like, oh, I'm horrible. And then they say, and I look at them and I say, listen, if it sucks, I won't use it. And then yeah. and I just point, I say, just talk right there. Yeah. Right. Or get a selfie stick. Don't hire a crew. I mean, you want to talk about people who are hurting. It's, it's video production companies because we don't need them. We have high def cameras yeah. on our phone. Yeah. I'm personally, I'm a, I'm a horizontal person forever. I've said, don't shoot vertical video. Unfortunately, now with Instagram and everything else, they want you to do vertical video. Did not know that. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Just, just talk. Yeah. Tell something, be honest, do profiles of your people. I was just going to ask, should they be doing a, Hey, get to know ABC insulation and talk about how they started and that stuff. Is that, yeah. Yeah. But but, but here's, but here, yeah, the answer is yes, and. And um, I always ask those damn here, questions. I, no, let me tell you a really quick story. So years ago, I was, I was in, in London and having dinner with a, a family of somebody I knew. And their 16, I got to tell this story on stage because I think this is a good one. And I remember their 16-year-old daughter, her name was Liberty. It was kind of interesting, but they called her Libby. And she was just mortified because she had this big zit on her nose. And she was just like a mess. And her mom says, Libby, dear here's something you need to understand. People don't care what you look like. They only care what they look like, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't be, don't be so worked up. It's like somebody said that you would, you would worry less about what people thought about you if you realized how little they think of you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or yeah. How, how, how little often they think of you. So the point is, it's not that we don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to get to know my insulation company people, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't tell the story. Just be interesting. Sure. Just be fun. Whether it's one of those music videos where everybody, where they're walking through with the camera and every time they go around the corner, somebody else is singing a part of a song. That stuff is fun. It just makes you real. Yeah. It makes you human. Relatable. If it looks like a sales training video, nobody cares. Um, when I post things, I've got a great social media following and I post things about my business and the, nobody cares. But I post something crazy about my kids. It, it lights up. No, if I put, when you post if, about sausage turtles... Yeah, there you that go. That got me. Was that awesome? <laughs> I'm like, I am making those. <laughs> I did one time. I posted, I, I think I had like a can of SpaghettiOs and I threw a hot dog in it. I took a picture and I said, follow me for more recipes, you know? <laughs> the thing that people see about me, and I'm, you know, I'm a business guy. I, I speak on business. But my stuff online, I just realized if you want people to be interested, you have to be interesting. So I put crazy things and silly things. And every fourth or fifth, I'll throw something about my business, but I do it strategically. I'll still try and make it entertaining because 
You want to give people a reason to come back. Yeah. But that's also a, a strategic decision. We've got time right now. So let's say you deputize one of your office workers and you bring her into the office or you get her on, on, on FaceTime or Zoom and say, you know, I, I, I see something in you. I think you could do, I think you could play a really good role for us. And they go, oh, really? You know, mm-hmm. flatter them. Give them an extra dollar an hour or whatever and say, would you like to be our social media manager? And it like, sometimes they're like, oh my gosh, I would love it. Have a discussion among your team. Who do we want to be? How often do we think we need to post? What would it be? Instead of, hey, just post stuff. I'm seeing things on Entertainment Tonight. There was a guy who, who was the security guard of the Cowboy Museum. Yes, I saw Did you that. see that? <laughs> and he, he's like bored. He's the only guy there. So now he's their social media manager. He, they got national attention because he's just posting funny things. There were, there were some, probably there were some, better at it than we are, right? Yeah. There was some company that had a marquee out in front of their building that they, you know, with the magnetic letters and you could change it. And they just had some crazy something every day, but people got used to the fact that it was funny. I'm not saying everybody has to be funny, but I'm saying you have to be interesting. And, and real. so I love the idea of ramping up your social media, yeah. but just have a plan. And the plan is who do we want to be? Mm-hmm. And then they start hearing from you at, at regular intervals. That's why I throw out memes. I throw out videos and others because I want people to go, you know, I heard about you or somebody, somebody forwarded me something that you did, or I'll do a podcast with my R value friends. And I'm not a celebrity. Uh, I'm good at what I do. No, but I'm good at what I do. And you guys are good at what you do. And the people listening are good at what you do. But your biggest challenge is anonymity. If they don't know who you are, they can't buy what you have. So I, I, once again, a long answer. I think it's a great time to start being active on social media. Just don't be boring. Yeah. Just don't be boring. You know, speaking of podcasting, are you still or doing Speaking podcasts? of boring. No, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> are you still doing podcasts? No, I, I stopped because I we noticed. realized I had tens of listeners um, <laughs> because I didn't have me on enough. No, it, you know, I, I had one I called the Very Visible Business Podcast. I had interviewed some of the, some of the greatest people at Jeffrey Gittimer and some of those as well. And I just realized I was one of a million. I like yours because it's very, it's very industry specific. Mm-hmm. You're talking to your people. I'm trying to talk to the broader business. I could have kept doing it. Um, I like, I think, I think my interviews were great. I think they're, I love this venue. I love not having pre-prepared questions and just having a good conversation. I think the best podcasts, and I think you guys do this really well. I think the be- best podcasts are having an interesting conversation and inviting people to listen in. Yeah, that's it. As opposed to being so formal. Well, thank you so much for being, which is probably what you're going to say at the end here anyway. Um, but so what I think I'm going to do and um, you should do and it for us. Well, and we're, and it's so funny as we're talking, everybody's sort of listening in. Once again, you're listening to David Averin. If you want to learn more, you can look him up at visibilityinternational.com. You know, what I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to re, because uh, I'm on C-suite radio. I'm on Apple iTunes. I'm everywhere. But I think I'm going to do it where I just talk for 10 minutes and then I do Q&A. So I'm actually partnering with a company who has an app. I think it's called um, RVIDI, and I'll go come back on and um, where people can ask questions about customer experience or something, and they'll be pre-recorded, and I'll have them, and I'll just do a thing, talk for a while, and say, "Okay, let's go to the, let's go to the phones for questions." Yeah. Um, Jackson in Fort Wayne, Indiana, has a question. Boom. Put him up on the screen. You see him video. He's on his own phone asking a question. And then I'll answer it. Oh, and I don't even cool. think I'm, I don't even think I'm going to, I'm going to preview the questions. 
Yeah. And then we'll also, but I'll do it live. And then other people can text in their questions or do whatever else, but I'll make sure anything recorded isn't inappropriate. Um, but, and then just answer questions. When are you going to do that? When's that going to be? Oh God, I'm so busy right now with my <laughs> non-travel. Somebody said yesterday, said, are you free tomorrow? I said, I actually got three flights tomorrow. And she says, really? I said, no, no. <laughs> I don't have anything. I'm just, the only thing I would have to do besides working is my wife giving me projects because I keep following her around the house. And she's like, do you have something to do? I'm like, you're pretty. I've never got faster responses for from invitations for podcasts than the last two weeks. Hey, do you want to do a podcast? Yes. <laughs> yes, we're in. I'm, I'm like, in. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know who I am? Don't yeah. care. Sure. Well, you know, we could go so. through that uh that uh, formal thank you and everything, but you kind of now go ahead so. and do it, and then people are going to go. That's exactly what he said. You should know. You're fine to do it. Oh, piss um, off! Because also, because you say, and if people want to get a hold of you, Dave, how would they do that? So I go. You know, you say that, but I don't think we're going to do that because okay. I kind of see a theme of about every six, eight, ten weeks where we're going to have to come back to you with uh, some more inspiration, like you did. Yeah, let's just make a regular conversation. Let's be. Let's 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 put. Joe Rogan on notice. Hey, let's do this. When you release your new podcast where people can call in and uh, video in and do questions, let's do one with our customers. Absolutely. We'll, we'll do, we'll do oh, yeah. the, the customer experience advantage with David Averin, the insulation version. Yes. With uh, our friends from, uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I like we'll it. Do, I can do that. I, I can do industry specific versions. Here's the thing that I would love to plug. Um, and not because it's, but because I think it's the most meaningful work that I've ever done. I launched an initiative that I would love to, nobody listening is going to hire me for speaking or anything else. And, I, and listen, if this is all that, if this alone gives you some tips to help you financially, to work on your personal bills and, and defer that to help cash flow, to help your people do that for them so they can stay loyal and they can maybe accept a reduction or you can repurpose them to help build your business then and and you never hear from me again and I never hear from you I feel like I've done my work and and this is the time to help and to reach out and help people build their businesses because they're really good people trying to support their families and you are some of them and I'm one of them as well but I would love before we're done to um to talk about this initiative that I've launched because I think it's the most powerful work I've ever done and it's and it's there's very little money so it's not not that issue years for years I've, I've spoken organizations 24 countries around the world actually this morning I just booked a gig in October in Dubai um yes. so a little geographic name dropping so I travel around the world 24 countries but when I get done on stage what I get all the time is people saying so what's next? Like, how do we keep the conversation going? Like, I don't want to lose momentum. And traditionally, I said, uh, you can buy my book. Um, but <laughs> I, but I realized book? that book, by the way, is Why Customers Leave and How to Win Them Back, available also in Kindle and audiobook. Nice. Check Amazon.com. Okay. Um, but I had to really think about that. Like, what? how do we keep people focused on, on providing a better customer experience. And I'm not talking about customer service. I'm saying, how do we become remarkably easy to do business with, which is what we talked about back in January. And so I set about sort of creating this initiative that I launched a couple of months ago called the Customer Experience Advantage Morning Huddle. And it's a, it's a weekly conversation. And so what I love right now is I've got 
companies, I mean, we're, in, we're translating to five languages. Um, we're, it's, it's in Hindi now, it's in Spanish, and it's, it's being translated into Mandarin Chinese. And then we're going to do Russian and German because people just watch a seven minute video. It's me challenging them on something. One of their mindsets, are, here's how we do business. Here's why we restrict access to real people. Or here's the danger of being overly familiar with some of our customers and clients that we think are our friends, but here's the choices that they have. And it's business. It's not motivation. We don't need motivation. And it's a seven minute video that's delivered once a week. And they watch it as a team. Right now they're watching it remotely. And then they're having a conversation on screen about it. And then it's a, it's a 20 minute conversation. The whole thing is really 20 minutes once a week on the schedule. Sometimes the best ideas come from your own team, your own staff about what we could do different or better or faster or smarter and be more competitive. This is actual structure to make it happen. It's on the calendar. It's once a week. It's a 20 minute conversation with all of your team members. You can do it as a standing meeting. You could do it virtually, but it's called the customer experience advantage morning huddle. And I would love you to take a look at it. If you go to the website, customer experience advantage.com. Okay. That's it. No, the just www.customerexperienceadvantage.com. There's some sample videos, but um, I've had the, best time in my career. I mean, like I told my wife, I said, this is my business for the rest of my, for the rest of my life. And we've got, we're, we're talking to, to companies in India. We're talking to, to companies in, um, in Germany right now. And we're subtitling it wow. to just schedule uh, some of those great conversations. We so, always say some of this. So no, I'm ahead. understanding this. It's, this is tailor-made for each company. Or it's not pre-recorded no, videos. No, it is. It is pre-recorded. Oh, it is. And okay. So that's the whole thing. So what I've done is I've, like every week I come up with a new subject, like how do we better understand the filter that our younger workers um, and customers are to help connect with them better? Or um, how do we, um, I mean, I've just, I, every week sure. I write a new script, I get in front, I'll show you here my thing. You can see it for those watching. There's my white screen here in my office. And, uh, and I record this video and then I spend a day editing it and putting in some images and I actually create a little facilitator's guide with sample questions. And I got three companies right now that they rotate every week. Somebody else leads the discussion. That's a great idea. Yeah. And it's 20 minutes. Yeah. So, so you're, you're providing the content to inspire the conversations. That's exactly it. As, as they say nowadays, the verbiage is done for you. And so <laughs> I have it all. It's, it's done. It's ready. And, uh, and it's, I think the most meaningful work that, that I've done. So I would encourage you, if you're yeah. listening, take a look at it um, for literally for companies under 50 employees, it's $99 a month. Okay. That's it. I mean, nothing for 50 employees. I mean, that's yeah. it. So, you know, cheapo. Um, but my, my goal, my intention is to have, you know, tens of thousands of people watching me every week, giving them a, an important lesson. And there's good stories and things to keep it interesting. Yeah, I'm going to look into it for sure. I think that'd be great. There you go. Yeah. Well, this isn't goodbye, but it's a seat. It, you know what? I'm getting a little misty. I enjoy our, I enjoy our time, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure, as always. It is.